This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. And good morning, and welcome to the... And uh, Jeff McGuire and Clint Scott, I'm Chuck Hines. It's a pleasure to have you with us on the morning drive. We are on location today at the Chip In for Children Covenant Children's Golf Tournament. It's a celebrity golf tournament, and uh, we're going to speak with one of the top celebrities in Lubbock at 6.30 this morning, the head football coach of Texas Tech, Joey McGuire, and we'll visit with him about the spring game from Saturday and what he saw from his team and uh, his involvement in this event that uh, has been going on all weekend long with uh, an event on on Friday night out at uh, the Knippling Center on the roof, a beautiful evening, and they hope for a beautiful day of golf here today. Well, we've got a lot to talk about today uh, with regard to uh, Texas Tech sports and baseball from over the weekend. They played two on Saturday, one on Friday. Jamie, they get two out of three, but boy, I sure felt like they, they left something on the table because a lot of teams swept this weekend, and uh, even though you get the series win, it kind of feels like last weekend as well. Yeah, I guess I'll disagree with you a little bit. Uh, I don't. I, I I tend to think that if you're winning Big 12 series, it's a it's a really good weekend. And uh, I guess if you want to go that route, you can go that route. But uh, there are good teams in this conference. You saw Baylor last weekend really really challenge the Longhorns and had a chance to win all three of those games. And even though Baylor is a, a step behind the Red Raiders, that I still think you win. You keep winning Big 12 series, and you're in good shape. So uh, I, I'm going to not choose to go the uh, what could have, should have been. Instead, okay. I'm going to be happy with the fact that you continue to win Big 12 series, which is not easy to do. I mean, you look at the Longhorns, who have played a team in Oklahoma last. You played them last weekend on the road and won two out of three, and they got swept at home. So yeah. I, I, I think you're, uh, I think you're feeling really good. You're looking at other teams in the conference that were uh, teams that were ahead of you, or you, you look at Texas getting swept. You look at TCU, you know, losing on the road at West Virginia. So I, I think you're, I think you're putting yourself right in the middle of things here, and and you're doing well, winning series. Okay, well, I, I guess wrong. Um, I, I, I would thought maybe that you would be. I mean, you want to win those games, but it's winning a Big 12 series. No, it's you. baseball. You don't win every game. You no, win no. series. That's positive. No, no, no. I, I got you. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on all of that. Um, I just, you know, kind of the way it went Friday and then the way it went in the first game on Saturday and then, you know, just kind of felt like, man, you had some opportunities on the in the second game and, and just, you know, they got uh, – and you it, took advantage. You won two out of three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right, right. I, I, I hear exactly what you're saying. Um, I just thought maybe you would kind of look at it from the standpoint of kind of how they looked at it last weekend where they weren't happy with – I mean, they were happy to win the series, but they weren't happy at the end maybe. <laughs> you lost the last game, and that's the – that leaves a bad taste in your mouth. There's no question. But winning Big 12 series is what you want to do. So just keep winning series, and you put yourself in a great spot. So right now, this uh, conference, man, it's all jumbled up. Really, there's, I guess you could say, two teams that are, for the most part, out of it, Kansas and Baylor, because uh, KU after the weekend, 5-10, and 10, and then Baylor bringing up the rears in the, in the Big 12 at 6-12. and 12. But 
at this point, you've got West Virginia at eight and four, Oklahoma State at eleven and seven, K State at nine and six, Texas after their dreadful weekend eight and seven, Texas Tech is eight and seven, Oklahoma's seven and eight, and TCU is seven and eight. It is still uh, anybody's conference race to win, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, you know, you look at West Virginia and what they did to TCU this week, this this past weekend. That's pretty impressive. And uh, I, I think they're a, they're a team right now that legitimately has a chance to win this conference. And, you know, coming into the season, we thought they'd be in the top five in that group. But that looks like a team that's really taken a step forward. Red Raiders will have to play there this year, which is always tough for Tech. So that's a big, big series looming in a few weeks for the Red Raiders. But before that, you got a massive one this weekend against Kansas State. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's talk about the games a little bit uh, from the weekend. And, Man, what a pitching performance by Mason Molina, Jamie. I mean, man, he had the performance of the weekend, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. That, and we kind of were looking for Mason to take that step forward, and I think he absolutely did in that game. Seven innings of two hits and no runs. It was, it was really, really good stuff from Mason. Maybe his best performance as a Red Raider. You know, um, they did win two games out of the series and didn't get, you know, the, the best of weekends from uh, Gavin Cash. Are you going to? You gonna take any of the blame for that? Predicting uh, that he would have no home runs on the weekend, you kind of put the kibosh on him a little bit, I think. Well, he did get one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not gonna take any blame. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, Mason Molina, seven innings, two hits, like you said. The 12 strikeouts faced 24 batters through 106 pitches, and you know the offense was obviously outstanding on Friday night because you get the 10 runs um, on 16 hits. And Ty Coleman uh, leading the charge. He had four of them, four for five, had two RBIs, scored four runs. You know, Gage Harrelson, three for five. Kevin Bazell, three for four. Austin Green, three for five. It's good to see him have a good night, Jamie. Yeah, I know he's been battling a lot of injuries, and so you'd love to see him get going. It's so important for the Red Raiders just because he was such a big factor early on, and hopefully he'll get that swing back. Yeah, and so... Uh, Red Raiders uh, get, like I said, two of three over the weekend. And then on Saturday, they chose to play two. Uh, we did hear that uh, Baylor put the uh, Nixnay, Ixnay on playing two on Friday, but then had to succumb, I guess, to the fact that you were going to play two on Saturday. What, what, what's the difference between two, playing two on Friday as, as, as opposed to two on Saturday, do you think? Uh, that for them may have just been a situation of they wanted to you know, if they're just getting here on Thursday, don't want to immediately turn around and play two right off the bat. Yeah, so as a result, they ended up playing two yesterday, and I think that was a good decision. I mean, Saturday. The weather, two on Saturday, yeah. Two, they, they, I think that was a good decision, I mean, based on what was uh, going on yesterday with the, with the weather. It wasn't the most ideal of days, and we didn't get the rain that they had promised. So There's the, a the, shock. <laughs> the weatherman was... Weatherman was wrong again right? nah, he's 50 50 he's 50 50 he's had 500 he yeah. got the cold weather part. He got the cold weather we got a little bit of a spit i think uh, saturday night into sunday morning but it, i mean it was literally it was just just a spit so if you have thoughts you have comments this morning hit us up on the eighth flooring center chat line we'll come to you from our on-site location here at lubbock country club as part of the first united bank double t 97.3 studio we're here for the chip in for children covenant children's celebrity golf tournament this morning and uh, look forward to uh, getting your thoughts on the weekend if you had something spectacular happen and you want to share with us 
hit us up this morning, and uh, we would love to uh, know about your trials and tribulations, too. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning and welcome to the Morning Drive as we are here on location this morning out at Lubbock Country Club for the Chip In for Children Celebrity Golf Tournament with Jamie Lint and uh, Jeff McGuire and uh, Clint Scott this morning. I'm Chuck Hines. Great to have you with us uh, this morning. It's a little chilly this morning, but uh, I think it'll be all right, but at least it's not raining this morning. Um, I know that some of you want the rain and need the rain, and I'm, I'm right there with you, but, uh, you know, between now and nine, now and noon would be uh, be good for it to hold off. Jamie, some of the people that will be playing golf uh, today include the head football coach, Joy McGuire, whom we'll visit with at 6.30, but uh, Julie Inkster, who is a Hall of Fame golfer, you'd love to have her on your team. So what they, yes. <laughs> what they, what they did was on Friday they had an event and you got to bid on, on your celebrity. And they only have like 21 teams. So this is not your typical golf tournament where they double up on every hole and uh, it's a it's an eight-hour affair. So it's a, it's it should move pretty quickly uh, today. Norn Sodiase uh, is also uh, scheduled to be here today along with uh, David Thomas, the former friendship great who yeah. played for the New Orleans Saints, was a New Orleans Saints uh, Super Bowl champion. Uh, Cody Hodges, who uh, played quarterback, obviously, at uh, Texas Tech. Uh, I've never met him. I'm sure many of you have seen him, but Grant Boone, who is a contributor on the Golf Channel, is uh, scheduled to be here today. You would think he'd be pretty good? Would think so. Uh, Tim DeRuiter, who should still be smiling from his defensive uh, performance, his team's performance from the spring game. Sure. You know, Texas Tech, a world-class high jumper, Mm -hmm. and was a uh, 2016 Olympian uh, scheduled to be here. Norn Sodiase. Uh, I don't know how much golf he plays, but uh, just seeing him will uh, will be good. Put a lot of smiles yeah. on, on people's really, faces. Is right? it about winning or is it just about like having a good time? It's about it, having a good time. Because if you, ha- I mean, if it's just about having a good time, you'd want one of those golf. I mean, if you if right. you want to win, you'd want one of those golfers. But if you want to have a good time, I mean, Norris would probably be the guy to go after. Who knows? He might be a great golfer too. Head coach of the Lady Raiders, Krista Gerlich, scheduled to be here as well uh, this morning, coming off a weekend of recruiting. Uh, I'll tell you, the guy that, uh, man, who was, I mean, he, Tyree Wilson just looked unbelievable at the spring game. I mean, he didn't play, but just just <laughs> well, his good. presence, <laughs> his presence, though, on Saturday, man, he was, he dwarfed that sideline, Jamie. I mean, it was just, <laughs> it was just Did he awesome. get bigger? Huh? Did he get bigger than where he was before? I don't know. <laughs> just, just seeing him amongst all the other guys, you're like, whoa. I guess, you know, you can sure see why this guy's a top five or top ten draft choice. We'll find out later on this week, and he'll be he'll be uh, a much richer man by the end of the week. Uh, his, his his slot will be determined, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, he looked good. They handed out awards at the halftime, which I was really pleased for them to bring those awards back that had gone back to oh man, a long, long time, and had had been gone for a long, long time. So I thought that was uh, thought that was really cool. Um, so anyway, I thought you know just uh, just interesting time on on uh, on Saturday. We'll get to Coach McGuire's thoughts on that. But you know my my overall impression so from the spring game on on Saturday was well, <clears throat> man, your starting quarterback threw two interceptions. Um, 
couple of balls tipped at the off at, at the line. So that's good for the defense, right? Mm-hmm. That, that you're tipping balls. Sure. Bad, bad that your quarterback had balls tipped. Uh, and uh, Loic Fungi caught two really, really pretty passes from uh, Baron Morton. And, and unfortunately, Jamie, uh, I was looking down for one, and I was talking to my grandson for the other, so I missed them both. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Uh, Gino Garcia proved that he can kick a 50-plus yard field goal. That's nice. Probably would have been good from 70. I mean, he did have the wind a little bit behind him, so that was that was good. Um you know, I, and I guess, like I said, the, you know, when you kind of look at the day, it, it, it appeared the defense won the day. Um, I would and, definitely agree with that. I, I think the two things that probably everybody came out of there with, whether it means anything or not, is I just don't know how much you can take out sure, of it. But I, sure. I think you would say, number one, the defense looked better than the offense. And mm-hmm. number two, you would say Morton looked better than Shuck. But yes. I, I I mean, again, it's one practice. It, you know, the offense is kind of going to be more vanilla than normal. Mm-hmm. Maybe the defense is too. I, I don't know, but um, I, I just, I just don't know that you can read too much into either one of those things. Pro- probably right. And the other guy that just was just stood out left and right was uh, C.J. Baskerville. Man, he he That's looks nice. like he can be a player for you uh, from that defensive standpoint. I mean, he was. He was all over the field. He's he's six three. He's two ten. He's a defensive back. He's a junior transfer. But man, he he really looked like he could make you a hand. Um, and then you know the from a just a, a guy that really impressed me with the, just a couple of plays was Henry Teeter. He looked like a bowling ball out there. And that's why I missed one of the Loic Fungi's uh, catches because I was like looking down to see what he what he weighed now. But Teeter. At six four two fifty five, he's wearing forty three now. So when you think of forty three, you kind of think of a fullback. And he caught a ball out of the backfield, mm-hmm. and and he looked what like was a he fullback. wearing last year. I didn't think he was forty three. I think he was. You think he was? Okay, I think so. Well, it, it, but you're right. Forty three is more of a fullback or an H back. I was like, who's that guy? Linebacker. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, who's that guy? And I'm yeah. looking down. I'm like, oh, that's Henry Teeter. Yeah. And but he did. He looked like a little bowling ball out mm-hmm. there, even though he's six four yeah. and two fifty five. I thought bowling ball. I thought it was great to see that you were able to, um, you know, put some pressure on the quarterback because that mm-hmm. was one of the things that, uh, yeah, just because you you lose a guy like Tyree Wilson and. Um, how good he was putting pressure on the quarterback. You wonder who's gonna who's gonna step into that role, and that's such an important thing to you know force a quarterback to throw it before he wants to, or get in his face and force him maybe a bad pass that turns into an interception. All that, um, and the fact that you were able to do that a little bit, I, I think, was good. Now, is that flipping around to say that speak poorly about your offensive line? I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's just hard to gauge what, what what's going on there. But the, the fact that you had some of them, including one of them from the newcomer and Steve Linton, I, th- I thought that was that was good to see as well. It looked like in the first series, like maybe they weren't going at a full hundred. I mean, I realize that you're you're not running the same kind of you know schemes and things like that because you're you're trying to just you know protect yourself on one hand. And like Coach McGuire said, you know afterwards he said, you know the the, the best news of this is get off the field without any injuries. Right? Yeah. Didn't appear that there were any. Uh, there might have been, you know, some nicks and bruises and stuff like that that you would sure, it's that you would normally expect. Right, that's football, but 
it did look like that first series, like they were a little more tentative, and then they got after it a little bit more after that. Okay, that that was just that was okay. just the the untrained eye. I'll tell you another guy, and Coach McGuire spoke glowingly about him, and probably will to us as well, was um, Tosh Brooks, and he talked about how he had remade his body in the off season. Yeah. So that, that's that's what you want to hear, right? Yeah, he looks a guy, like a guy that's got a burst, a little bit more burst maybe, um, but can still break tackles. Yeah. You know, great combination. And Cameron Valdez, he, he had a number of touches. Yep, looked as good well. as well. So yep. he, he, looked, he looked pretty good as too. But I was really excited to see uh, them going down the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baron Morton looked extremely comfortable. Um, and I'm not saying Chuck didn't. It's just he didn't have, the, he didn't have a good day. It you happens. know, it happens, right? Yeah. And and Fungi, you know, being able to catch long balls like that, and he took a big hit over the middle too. He didn't catch the ball, but it's like, okay, he would say, "We were playing football, Jamie," because <laughs> I, I certainly felt it Sunday morning. Because I mean, sure. he got popped, uh-huh. and I think he even kind of was questioning, "Hey, wait a minute, we're we're on the same team here, guys. <laughs> we're not supposed to we're not supposed to pop like that." Um, Baylor Cup dropped a big pass that was kind of disappointing to see and my man uh, mason tharp was was there but not suited out okay okay so henry teeter was the uh, tight end star i think we can say yeah 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 I think so. yeah, okay. yeah somebody says he was 43 last year too so okay just didn't you know we didn't see a whole lot of the tight ends last year oh well, that's true that's true and especially him he was injured for a good part of the time yeah uh dadrian taylor demerson uh had a good day um and i am excited to see what Steve Linton, uh, the outside linebacker transfer, uh, can do for you. He's a senior, and he's he's a guy that could be, you know, uh, really dominant on that defensive side of the ball and be a be a problem for teams. But but all in all, I think it was a good day. I mean, it, it was a little chilly, it was a little windy. So if you got out there and got to see that, uh, hit us up and tell us what you think about what you saw from the Texas Tech spring game. They had bounce houses and all kinds of stuff for the kids and. You know, the new Master Rider was there, and Raider nice. Red was there, and all the, all the people that you'd want to see. There. Met some morning drive listeners, some cotton farmers that listened to us. They were glad to glad to shake some hands, good. you know, some extend the right hand of, you know, commerce and, and uh, you know, be an ambassador, you That's know, awesome. for Double T 97.3, which is part of what you pay me well, to do. Well, I think that, you know, we, we talked about last week, the number one thing here was, right, get out of here without any serious injuries, right? Appears and, that they did that. And they did that, okay. Yeah. Um, saw good stuff from both the offense. You mentioned some running backs. You mentioned Baron Morton. You mentioned Teeter. Saw good stuff from those guys. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. We're here for the chip-in for children, coveted children's celebrity golf tournament at Lubbock Country Club, and it's uh, been uh, activities all weekend long for uh, Covenant Children's. This uh, event today and uh, Friday night at Knippling was uh, hosted by Coach Joy McGuire and his wife Debbie. And Coach, first, just your involvement with Covenant Children's and being involved in this tournament and the chip-in for children, what, what motivated or inspired you to be a part of this particular charity? Well, you know, last year uh, we we toured the hospital, and um, you know, you don't realize how lucky we are in Lubbock, Texas, to have a hospital like this, to where uh, you know, no, most places you're having to travel to Fort Worth and um, or Dallas, and and uh, with us having a quality hospital for our children is absolutely incredible. And you know, I I got in this business because I love kids. 
um, you know, want to make it different in, in, uh, in my players' lives. Uh, and, and so it, it was a no-brainer to get involved with these guys. You know, it's uh, it's going to be fun today because uh, it's a different kind of golf tournament. There's only 21 teams and a bunch of celebrities, and they bid for you guys. Do you know how much you went for on your bid? <laughs> I think I was uh, 6000 but uh, the dog beat us all. The dog, we had, they, they uh, auctioned off a dog and went for 27.5. So cow. Yeah, yeah, so... Uh, we had a bunch of dog lovers and not a lot of people that want to play golf, I guess. You weren't worried you weren't going to get bit on, were you? I mean, ah. you, you, you wanted, you, but you have that competitive nature, right? Like, no doubt. Oh, I, I, wanted wanted to, I, I wanted to go high. You know, I wanted sure. to make sure, yeah. All right, so uh, your spring game on Saturday, um, you came out, you said after the practice with, with no injuries. I hope that's still the case. Yeah, yeah. What, what did you see from your team after you watched the film and, and the tape? Man, really excited about uh, some of the defensive guys. Um, I thought Miles Cole ended the year last year um, at outside linebacker. You know, he kind of replaced Tyree Wilson. I thought Miles Cole played really well. And then his counterpart, Steve Linton, um, you know, I think we have two of the best edges in the country with uh, those two outside linebackers. And then I was really happy to see the way uh, Rabbit played and the way um, C.J. Baskerville, who is new to everybody, played. And so happy with the defense. Uh, You know, offensively, um, when you get through with it, Tosh had 15 carries for 80 yards. um, So that was really big. And then Loic, you know, really came on at the end of the season after um, he started feeling better with his shoulder. And, you know, he had over 100 yards receiving in the spring game. So that's really good to see. Well, and, and really good for him because he's been a young man that's had to battle. I mean, right. he was highly recruited coming in here and, you know, a lot of pressure because he's from the Permian Basin and just hasn't really, you know, caught on. But, right. but man, if you could get that that young man to, to be a big play receiver for you, that, that really stretches the defense, doesn't it? It does. You know, I think he will be. I mean, um, you know, he's it's always one of those deals. I mean, he's just kind of had some bad luck. You know, he's he's been right there and right whenever he's ready to come on. You know, it's some nag and and that's the deal. It wasn't anything major last year, but it was an AC sprain on the on the shoulder. And man, that's really tough as a receiver um, because it doesn't feel great every time you get hit. But it's harder to extend your hands to catch the ball whenever you have that injury. And um, whenever he felt good, I mean, I think the last two games he had over 100 yard receiving. I know he did against OU, and I think he was pretty close if he didn't have it against uh, Ole Miss. All right, talk about your quarterbacks. You had Tyler Shuck, had a couple interceptions, had a yep. couple tip balls, and then uh, Baron Morton uh, looked like he was really sharp. Yeah, they both uh, – I thought they both played well. You know, um, Tyler had the uh, second pass tipped at the line of scrimmage uh, by Miles Cole, um, and so that was intercepted by C.J. Um, then we had another one tipped uh, – that I think Baron Ty Ty Connor ended up intercepting that going the red zone. Yeah, Ty Connor, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and then the last one, I mean, it was a two-minute drill, and um, you know, depending on where we were in the game of what we would have done, but you know, it was fourth down, and we were just trying to push the ball. You know, and he overthrew the ball. I think Rabbit intercepted that one, so it's kind of good and bad. Whenever you, you don't want to throw interceptions, that's one of the. Uh, numbers that really shows up with teams that play in uh, January in uh, New Year's Six Bowl games and in the college football playoffs. They don't throw interceptions, you know, and that was was one thing that got us last year, you know, uh, got beat by um, K-State and OSU, you know, and I think it was, you know, turnovers. We played well enough to win the games, but we turned the ball over. 
So we got to do a better job with that. But it's also good on the other side of the sure. ball. You know, you got to take the ball away, and it was good for those guys to do that. You're a defensive guy. You, you, were, oh, yeah. you were smiling after the ball game. I, I was. <laughs> Coach I was. Kitley may not have been smiling so no. much. But it, 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 are you at a point where you've decided on a, on a starting quarterback? I mean, it's Tyler Shuck. Is it his job to lose at this point? I think if we, you know, it's uh, something that we're going to sit down and talk about with both guys of uh, where we're at, you know, um, I think if we played a game tomorrow, just by the way that Tyler ended it, he would probably get the nod. Uh, but, man, both of them had great springs. I mean, we are really lucky. Uh, I think both of them are in a good place, um, you know, mentally to be uh, a Red Raider. Uh, but, you know, we uh, I, I, one of my buddies sent me a text last night, and I asked him about one of his receivers. He said, I got one more week to hang on because the portal window closes. So you never know. This day and age in football – with uh, the transfer portal, you, you kind of just kind of hang on until that window closes. Do you think we hear more about the transfer portal and and movement of players and money with basketball than with football? But it's it's as big in football as it is in basketball. It just seems like basketball seems to take some some highlights sometimes on that. Yeah, you know, it's kind of a uh, whenever it comes to the transfer portal, it's very similar whenever it comes to the transfer portal and nil i think basketball's uh different because um you don't need a lot of players to affect your roster you know you, you can change your roster really quick with two or three players and so you you kind of see a little bit different um approach you know in football it's just such a uh numbers you know mm-hmm. who can stay healthy and you you're usually right 120 85 scholarships, so it's a little bit different. Um, but it's still the same. You know, I think uh, we, we've been talking about it to see um, what window uh, gets the most guys in. You know, there was a uh, – you had your window uh, right before the bowl games really got started, and we had some guys leave. And then you have the window right now, and it seems that you're – that first window, there's a lot more guys jumping in the portal than the second. But, again – you have a lot of spring games finishing now, and uh, I think a lot of guys were waiting till that spring game was over to see what they were going to do. So what's next for your team? What, what does the next few weeks look like after they get done with finals and finish up school? Uh, you know, that's really it right now. We have a, a team meeting on Wednesday. Uh, this starts their discretionary week, so everything's optional. We'll have the weight room open. And we'll have a bunch of guys up there, but it's really academics, academics, academics. We want to finish off strong. We're in really, really good shape. And then they'll get a few weeks off, and then we got a team meeting uh, May 29th, and uh, we'll be right back at it. They start school the next day and, and lifting and, and running and getting everything ready for when we get uh, come back for camp. You're really optimistic on this next year, aren't you? I am. I think we got a uh, – number one, we got a really healthy locker room. Our guys like each other. Um, they care about each other, uh, just like any other family uh, and brothers. You know, there's going to be times to where they get irritated with each other. But man, we have a really—I think we have a really good locker room. And then, um, like every team that thinks that they can really make a run, if you can stay healthy, then then you've got a chance to be really good. For for you personally, this this move from from being an assistant coach to being the head coach, but really, it's more about what you did in high school and getting yourself ready for this position but it just seems like everything is gone just according to to plan for you is this is this just a little bit bigger than obviously than the high school aspect but then a lot of a lot of similar things for you just at a bigger stage yeah you know it, it really is um i i actually said in my interview a year a year ago over a year ago um that i was in charge of more 
athletes than uh, what our athletic department's in charge of. Whenever you talk about a, two middle schools, a freshman campus and a high school campus, um, and so the the difference is the uh, the the roster management and the scholarship management. Everything else, I mean, you're still trying to create a team. You're trying to create a culture. Um, our culture was the same in Cedar Hill as it is here. Uh, the brand and the sayings were kind of a little bit different, but still the same. We're going to be a tough team. You're not climbing a crane, are you? Uh, after the wedding. After the wedding. Debbie, Debbie and Reagan okayed it. If I, I got to get through the wedding, though. Okay. <laughs> you a little nervous about that? No, man. I'm not scared of heights, so I think it'd be fun. <laughs> but you'll be tethered, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, I guess. Whatever they say. Somebody was messing me the other day and said, no, we don't do that. Well, walk your daughter down the aisle and enjoy that because be it'll be a special moment for yes, you, Coach. Sir. Thank you, and thanks for being with us this morning. And Enjoy your day out here today and have some fun. All right. Thank you. That's the head coach, Joey McGuire, here with us this morning. The Morning Drive podcast from double t 97.3 is presented by cantex roofing and construction let's start with jared jared um uh, for you you are still an active player in um your your hopes to get back into the nba uh what what's what's the next process for you uh it starts with this summer you know uh, just putting in the work being a free agent this summer and you know just knowing having confidence in myself and getting the opportunity and taking advantage of it what uh what, what do you think um, you want to work on the most as far as your game is concerned? Yeah, I just want to get a little bigger, you know, work on my strength and conditioning a little bit more, and then just being able to work on my game a lot. I've always worked on my game all around. So, of course, shooting, that's a big thing in the NBA now, just the three-point ball, so a lot of three-points shots putting up this summer and, you know, just getting better at my all-around game. What, is, uh, what has surprised you the most about the, uh, the NBA and, and being a professional? Um, the NBA is a lot of talent, you know, it's just, it's talent everywhere you play. And, you know, I've been blessed to be in the league and, you know, get back in the league. And um, it's just the talent that you get to play against each and every night, no matter what team you're playing. So what uh, what's your shining moment from uh, the NBA that you kind of look back and go, man, that was my night? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I feel like I had a good, good couple of nights. Uh, I'll say some in Memphis playing against the Lakers. Uh, in Memphis, I had a couple, I had a good game. Uh, during that and then some of my rookie rookie moments some of my dunks that i've had and you know it's just the nba is a blessing to play it's always been a dream of mine so the work i got to put in to get there and stay there uh it's just been a blessing for me still motivated of course of course gotta be uh trey culver is here with us as well and, and trey was just telling us that they're telling me that uh, he's done high jumping um it just it becomes a point in time where it gets harder and harder doesn't it yeah the the knees and everything start slowing you down uh no but i was i was blessed and i i enjoyed it and i just was kind of ready for the next step in life really so for you when you traveled where, what was the best place that you went to to compete Man, that's a hard one. Uh, definitely, when I went professional, I competed a lot in Europe. Uh, but I would say my favorite was my my track meet in Venice, Italy, in the summer. It was about June or July, and so that was definitely a beautiful and amazing experience. So, what what opened your eyes of just from a, a travel standpoint when you're traveling through Europe? When you kind of compare where you were to to where you grew up? Man, it. <laughs> You just feel the history over there, um, and then you definitely just see 
the diversity, you know, just a lot of a lot of different places and people and even from the buildings and the food, you know that you're you're somewhere different from home. And so it, it's very beautiful places like Ireland, where you have the big green hills that look like mountains and, and things like that. So. So you are done, done. No, no, uh, no opportunity for you for a future Olympics. I am. I'm done. I've hung it up working here in town with Milestone Realty, and so we're just uh, we're trying to put together things and just serve the community. You know, uh, Jared, you don't have any desire to go to Europe to play yet, but because uh, you've got plenty of aspirations from from an NBA standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, so when when you look at teams that might be a fit for you, do you have do you have your eye on some teams that you'd like to go to? Um, it's a lot of different options, and you know I just want the best fit for me and whatever team wants me. Uh, just take advantage of it, you know, play my role, be a great player, be the best player that I could be for that team. What 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 kind of fit are you looking for? Do you think? You know, I mean, I'm a I feel like I'm a great defender, and a lot of teams see that, and you know, just on offense being more consistent and. You know, just working on my game. So I feel like whatever team needs that, you know, you know, whatever team in the NBA, that's that's how I feel. So um, obviously we've had a little bit of a change here with the Texas Tech basketball program. I don't know if you've had a chance to meet Coach McCaslin yet or, or mm-hmm. be around him, but your, your thoughts on, on the Red Raiders and kind of the future for them. Yeah, um, I, I met Coach the other day when I was in the gym, and, you know, we had a, we had a good conversation. Seems like a great guy, you know. I'm excited for him, and we kind of had that conversation just about who Tech is and how we are and how we've always been, and I could tell that he wants to win, so that's always a great thing. Uh, the basketball tournament's coming to town this this summer. Uh-huh. You aware of that? Yeah, yes, sir, yes, sir. I've heard a couple guys playing in it, and, you know, I'm excited to be able to watch that and see those guys, you know, go at it. You know, we always keep in contact. That Final Four team, you know, those are my guys. Those are like brothers to me. Well, that was a special year. Um, what tell us a story from the final four that maybe you haven't shared with somebody that uh that, that you know kind of stands out to you a, a moment that that you really kind of look back at and go man i really appreciate being involved in that team i mean it's really it's really no specific story i could give you one but it's really the the journey that we took together and how how together we was together and i mean we all was like brothers we all did everything together go eat you know, we did, we just did everything together, and we was a close-knit group. So um, I remember before the Michigan State game, we was uh, in Minneapolis for the Final Four, and we went to go get ice cream, and, you know, coaches wanted to kind of, like, relax us, get our mind off the game a little bit, and, you know, spend time with each other. And then Norris, he just, we got back, we was watching film. Norris just was mad. We was like, Norris, why, why you mad? Why you mad, Norris? He's just we getting ice cream. We got a Final Four game. What are we doing getting ice cream? I'm trying to lock in and win. And he's a, that's the type of leader he was, though. So we all kind of, like, fed off his energy. It's like, yeah, we did go get ice cream, like, kind of smell the flowers, like, enjoy the journey. But at the end of the day, we was just like, all right, yeah, that's the type of energy we need. We need to go win this game. So for, for both of you guys, being involved in this tournament and, and being involved in, in a celebrity golf tournament that benefits uh, Covenant Children's, can you – Kind of just talk about a relationship that you might have had from a, you know, just being involved in a, in a charity tournament like this and, and the good that it goes towards towards, uh-huh. towards helping people. Um, this is probably the first like charity tournament I've done, and you know, being here, uh, it's an amazing opportunity. Just the things that Covenant is doing, and you know, we always want to be in the community, helping out, being a part of it, you know, showing our face, and you know, this is like home to us. And then we've been trying to get better at golf, so it's a perfect opportunity. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I, I would I would say the exact same thing. Um, we've done some things with uh, Covenant Children's Hospital with our foundation. A lot of a lot in December, we've done like toy giveaways and things of that sort. And so, just to be a part of something else is is awesome. And you know, like Jared said, this community is definitely our heart. We love it. Everyone in this community has supported our family on and off of our sports and so we're forever grateful and any way we can give back and be a part we want to be here all right so what's your other brother doing jj's out in out in germany right now playing professional in a league out there and they're on the uh second round of playoffs right now cool. so and he's going he's doing well do you guys get your calmness from your mother and your... <laughs> i don't know who we get it from it, but... it's for sure not dad right. he's out there man he, he is he is out there and he they're still going to basketball games right. did you know that yeah he does yeah he does. he's he's always there always he's always there did you go to church yesterday he keeps up i was out of town jared actually got yeah, to go I did. to, I did. I did go to church it's always good to go hear him preach yeah and, you know just go to church what uh, was that like growing up being being the son of the the, the preacher that you had to mind I mean, your p's and q's didn't you yeah we did but for me um for my journey in my faith uh it's helped a lot just having that you know kind of role model my dad being a pastor knowing a lot about god in the bible uh, just growing up that way it's taught me a lot and then once i got older i've been able to you know take my faith on my own and still learn a lot more so it's been great well, thanks, fellas. Thanks for being here uh, with us uh, today at the Chip In for Children Celebrity Golf Tournament that benefits Covenant Children's. So we're here at uh, Lubbock Country Club today. A lot of the celebs are showing up. We see the mayor of Lubbock, Trey Payne. He's going to play golf here today. Joey McGuire is going to play golf here today. Krista Gerlich, the head basketball coach for the Lady Raiders, going to play golf here today. Jamie's got a question of the day. That is next this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. We're here with Red Raider great, Norrin Sodiasi. Yes, Good morning, Norrin. Good morning to you. Hey, so uh, first, your, your involvement in this tournament in uh, Covenant Children's, what does that mean to you? It means a, it means a whole lot. To, whenever you can come back and, and give back to a good cause, um, the, care, the caregivers here, the, the workers, the health professionals, they're pouring a lot into these kids. And to see those kids, we went to an event yesterday smiling, just having a good time, being, a, being that for them, seeing that, you know, kind of community all together for those kids. It was, it's everything. It's everything. So. It, it, it's humbling, isn't it? It, it, it truly is because you, I remember uh, at an age like that, and, and I have family in, in the health care system, so just to pay it forward and, and to look back and, and to see how it actually impacted them, and I know how it impacts kids and families, it, it means a whole lot. You know, when you, uh, when you think about uh, golf, you think about uh, professional athletes and basketball players and uh and you know charles barkley's worked an awful lot on his game right and other guys and you're telling me this is your first golf tournament <laughs> first time ever <laughs> literally i told them like if anything i'll bring the energy yeah you will bring the energy like i it's pretty it's pretty chilly out here but when we start we're locked in we're like oh i'm sweating it's hot like you gotta change the mindset so Do you yeah. you know which end of the club to swing right uh uh, they'll tell me. They'll fill me in. Okay. No, I, I think I know that because I've been to my fair share for golf. Sure. <laughs> but other than that, first time. 
tell me about your your experience with the uh, basketball coaching search and and what that was like for you to uh, to bring in a new leader for this basketball yeah, program. It, that that was everything. It was huge. And for one, it's a huge honor to do that for your university. Whenever you can pay it back and be there like a real stature of figure in that search, it was everything. And just with the guys on the committee, from Dusty Wamo to Joey McGuire to Kirby, and man, it. It just taught you a lot about life. And, you know, I learned what to do and what not to do in those situations. But I know that um, those guys really care about this university. You know, whenever you see it on, you know, on the fan side, you just think like. But behind the scenes, everybody was challenging each other, challenging the candidates, asking questions. We had this group message where we, oh, if you have something, put it in. But it's not just like, okay, Norrance has a reference. It's like, Norrance, what about that reference? Where'd you get it from? Like, we were all dived in into the search and because we know the values we hold mm-hmm. at Texas Tech, not only for us, the community, the fans, the city, everything, it meant so much. So, What surprised you the most about, about that? Man, honestly, that's a great question. That I, it, maybe it didn't surprise me, but that I, I'm telling you, if we were in a meeting right now, behind the eyes, me, I'm sitting here, and this close, me and a candidate, I'm grilling them. Like, that surprised <laughs> me. Like, I'm, I, I was focused, locked in, and, and those guys as well, but I was like, pushing and pushing and pushing the thing about grant was he would say something nice and great that i like to hear and i'm like in my head i'm like oh should i should i react or should i keep grilling i was grilling him then when he left i'm like okay i like this guy i like this guy so it was that was eye-opening for sure what what do you think pushed uh, grant mccaslin to the top of the list uh, yeah I've, I've heard this question and i've gotten this and i understand the question but it's really what he showed it's not really what he said um one thing that was huge for us that he differentiated himself from since day one to the whole process he talked about championships he was big about building up his players the community the growth um he the values that we had here we had core values that we wanted to see in every candidate and he just starts spitting them out spitting them out and he showed it and he you know he has a track record of winning winning aside but everything that he was from growing his players you know off the court relationships growing off the you know so it was it was huge to kind of be around him and I guess and I know when the city of Lubbock and everybody gets a chance to get around him they'll know why why he's the guy so. the guys won everywhere I mean he won a junior college championship he won you know, here in the in the in the most recent uh, NIT and won a CBIA, which I mean, you can say what you want to about it. They had a bracket. Your right. old coach said, "Hey, if there's a bracket, there's a tournament. We want to win, exactly, right?" Exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and and so I think the one thing that we've seen, thanks to your group, more than anything else, is you can win a you can win a championship in this town. You can get to a final yeah. four in this town. You can you can cut down nets on a Monday night in this town. And so and you know, Chuck, that was that was the thing that was really key because it's like. <laughs> the facilities are are way different. <laughs> the fan base, the backing that we have, the administration that we have, everything makes this a top ten job. So we made it sure, like if we need a guy that wants to be here, not oh it's another step up. He wants to be here. He understands what we have here and everything that we're trying to build. And I said this, and I mean this. Like I'm flattered. I'm humbled. We made it to the final four, but I think that's just the start. It's a stepping stone. It's not no. It's oh yeah, you guys did it. It's okay. The next, the next, the next. And that's my mindset. That's the committee's mindset. And we. Find I'm the guy to do that. So. Man, I sure thought when you hit those free throws, we were cutting down nets. Yeah, man. You know I did. I don't. I don't want to bring up a. I don't want to rub salt in the wound, but man. I was sitting there in that arena when you hit those free throws. I'm like, exactly. you know what I was thinking? Here's what I was thinking. I'll tell you what I was thinking. 
I was thinking, we're gonna we're gonna cut down nets, and now I'm thinking. I'm going to miss the party in Lubbock. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, Man. we're going to miss the party in Lubbock. But then I'm thinking, we'll be back for the parade. But I'm here. Yeah. I'm, here for the, I'm here for the championship. And then, and then it didn't. You know, I've never said this before, but, I, like, leading up, I was thinking, like, the parade is going to be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, for the team, I was just locked in. Locked, but in my head, I'm like, man, that thing's going to be crazy. Because I, I, like, I knew it, like, we were going to win that game. So, I did, too. You know, Jared, Col- Jared Colbert is here. We still have a Final Four group. And literally every time we see a highlight or something, we're like, ah, we still talk. So, you know, crazy. Okay, tell us about you. You're, you're playing in the G League. Yeah. This, playing this, for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Their, their G League team. How was that experience? It was good. It was good. Whenever you can get back. Back home, I was in Greensboro for um, Charlotte Hornets uh, organization. But now, back home in the city, it was cool. And, and to have so many Texas Tech fans even come out to the game and support that way, it's unmatched to have Red Raiders all over the globe, but all over Texas be there to support you like that. It meant the world for me. So, Do you still have NBA aspirations? Yes, I do. But I always say this, you know, and I believe this. Uh, you know, I'm not a one-trick pony. I don't think anybody is. A guy gave me talents and traits that I have, and it's my journey it's my duty to steward those to help you know for me personally I think basketball does serve in a way of entertainment but I have other traits in me that serves in a different way so I want to you know steward my traits wherever I can you aspire to be a coach at all that's a great I get that a lot well I mean you've got the energy you've got the you've got the the skins on the wall so to speak you know you've got got the ability to help the big guys you know transition from high school to college and you know Chuck I guess probably be a pretty good recruiter would be my guess. Right. Sometimes it does take people to call the traits that you have and hold up a mirror to say this is what you should do. And um, but I, I I'd be I'd be remiss to, I'd be lying if I said I really thought about that. I wanted to be a coach. I've never. But you know I don't I don't cancel anything out because I just want what God wants for me. I have a brain. He gave us a brain to steward our talents and choose. We can mm-hmm. choose, but you know that's not right on my radar. But leading, I, I take out of that like I'm a good leader, and um, I could lead in, in any way. So, what's your take on on NIL and, and yeah. all the money that's involved in this? Because it's so much different from a few years ago when you were playing. Oh my, it's so much different. And my take is honestly, I don't like it. I wish it was the same, but now that it is what it is. I, I know that you need a leader to be able to handle that. You know, you got players coming in and, and families coming into these different universities now, money thrown out, and it's hard to regulate. But you need to keep the core group together and the responsibility and the team. That stuff, that's winning. So if you don't have those stuff, money aside, you won't win. So if you have a good leader that has a good pulse on his team, that can take you further. So, so in other words, the culture is what's most important because then that will allow the, the locker room to understand that this guy gets this this amount and this guy gets right. this amount and this guy gets this amount exactly it, it like, can't all be equal right yeah yeah and and it's and it's tough because you have these kids that are under 21 they come in you have this money and it's like okay First time in their lives they let's have big say, money yeah let's say if it feels me i don't know how it feels like i come in i'm i'm thinking okay everybody's already telling me nba nba i get this money and then i play bad and my teammate that didn't get the the money that he thinks he should he plays better he's like oh i should get more than him and there's a lot of that around jealousy yeah so you need a leader that pushes you over the top all right real quick one last thing as the music's rolling here what do you have to do uh to, to get to the next level, what do you think you have to do? Keep working. Keep working. Keep grinding. Trust God and trust my process. Find so. the right person that needs you at the end of the bench. To yeah, kinda exactly. Keeping the, the guys in line. Yes, sir. My feeling is you probably could keep 
guys in line no matter how much money they make. You're right. You're right. <laughs> All right, that's the great Norrin Sodiasi. He's going to play golf here today. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.